You've been great friends for a long time. Nothing could ever come between you until there's a major riff in your relationship. That's what we're talking about today on Women of Excellence with Janae. Being a woman is tough. Women of Excellence with Janae Hill encourages, equips, and empowers women with real solutions to real issues. From business to family, to health and relationships, work-life balance. If women face it, we address it with heart, humor, and a hands-on approach. Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love as we do life together. You've been friends forever. Your families are friends. She knows all of your secrets. She gives you the best birthday presents because she knows you that well. She can finish your sentences. I mean, nothing will ever come between you all until it does. Hi, I'm Janae, host of Women of Excellence, and today we're talking about conflict, and specifically conflict in long-time relationships, not with people that maybe you have no history with. And to help me do that, I have a longtime friend who is going to bravely share a little bit of our conflict, something that was very painful. Um, and the reason we are doing this is because we know that conflict happens in relationships. And so we want to provide you guys a transparent look at what that looks looks like. And then we've also got Dr. Shannon Crawford, who is going to give us kind of that clinical side of conflict and also how we can best navigate it. So Jen, welcome. Hello there. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So Jen has been my makeup artist, um, I guess for the last 10 years, my first show where Jen and I worked together was in 2009, Revelations of Authentic Women. And at the time I had no budget. Um, <laughs> that means no money. Um, but I had just the Lord provided people who came alongside me and helped make this happen. And one of those people, Jen, was you. There we are in the back of a car doing makeup. Um, well, you're doing makeup. I'm just there. And so I'm not Jen, wearing any makeup. <laughs> so we've been friends a long time, but why did you jump on board my media mission? Well, I just think that the minute I met you, I knew that there was just something special within you and there was a spark that was just so catching. And um, just the desire to see your dreams come true and to jump on board with that was just such a passion of mine. And it was really a privilege to have a friend like Jen. I mean, there was a time she came over to do my makeup and she said, it's freezing in here. Let's turn on some heat. And um, I just looked at her and she goes, you can't afford heat. And so Jen and her husband paid my electric bill. Um, so I give you that, the context of our friendship. Like we have been through thick and thin, mm -hmm. sick and sin. And so Jen, um, you would think that nothing could ever come between us. You're even friends with my family. My son calls you Auntie Jen. There is a picture of Jen. She is holding the scrim. Um, that's what that kind of sun shield is called when we were shooting one of our first projects, you jump in and do anything. And Jen, what happened between us? Well, I think in the beginning, you know, when you're building a friendship, you know, for me personally, I'm all in. And, you know, I trust and I put it out there. And, 
you know, we shared a lot, especially like when you say about the electric bill and starting your business and growing through life together. Mm -hmm. We were young and just, you know, still trying to find our own way in life. Mm -hmm. um, and there just was a season that, you know, I really wasn't feeling good. I needed some medication to do some um, processing and helping myself. And um, at one point I was really sick due to the medication. Um, and I actually had to go into a hospital to kind of help with that process, mm -hmm. um, which that was scary in itself. And you need your people around you at that time. Um, and I needed to take a break from working with you because I just couldn't work, period. I just really needed to concentrate on myself and my own life. And I remember a conversation once I had gotten out of the hospital that you and I were talking and you said, well, you know, with you being crazy and the situation and everything and it just hit me in such a way because I was raw. And whether I was filtering it how you meant it or didn't mean it, it didn't matter because in that moment, it just hurt. So I knew at that point, I said, I just needed to have some boundaries. I need to take a break um, and just kind of process through that for a while. Uh, even as Jen said this, just now, years later, like right now, I have a pit in my mm. stomach um, for a couple of reasons. One, I don't even remember making that comment. Um, and Jen and I have processed through this, so this isn't the yeah. first time <laughs> this conversation <laughs> is coming up. Um, but I don't even remember making the comment. What I remember is taking food to her family while she was in the hospital. And I remember having a lot going on, um, when do we not, and going, but I made food for the family. Right. And so pat myself on the back. But sometimes I know for me, I'm a doer. And so maybe I missed that emotional support that Jen needed. And the other reason I just got a sick feeling in my gut is because when Jen said, I just needed a break from working with Janae, that triggers my big fear, which is a fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And so as we kind of talk through this, it is messy, it is ugly, and I think that's what happens when you're in conflict with a friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, what's so solid about you just saying that, though, is we were able to process through, we were able to talk through it, but we never stepped away. We always stayed connected um, in some form or fashion. And I think ultimately I knew deep down, I always could call you. Um, and when we did finally sit down, the beautiful thing that happened through that process is, like you said, this isn't the first time we've talked about it. We were able to really share and get down to the innocence of what really happened and where I was and where you were. And that's really that iron sharpening iron right there. And it's really special to be able to have that with somebody because not all women will do that. Unfortunately, they will have one foot out the door and step away and they never go back to address that when there was a really great relationship that they could have had and then share it with other women. Yeah, and I think just like you heard about my rejection, oftentimes the conflict I think is not the real issue. Mm -hmm. There's something deeper there. And so to help us kind of dive in to conflict, we're going to bring back um, Dr. Shannon Crawford, who's appeared in one of our previous episodes, who's going to kind of give us that head side of conflict. And then we're going to talk through, uh, Jen mentioned we came back together, but there are definitely some do's and don'ts with conflict. There are definitely some lessons learned that we want to share. So stay with us. 
Do you have a place where you can go and be yourself, gain insight, support others, be challenged, and leave feeling better than when you came? To see if Women of Excellence is a good fit for you, email me at info at Women of Excellence, where laughter meets tough love as we do life together. Welcome back to Women of Excellence. Today, we're talking about what to do when you've got a riff in your relationship, specifically a longtime friendship. Dr. Crawford, you just heard some of our conversation. What are some of your initial thoughts? Well, first, I'm impressed because I think a lot of times people throw around the word boundaries and what they actually mean is an emotional sever. And so people are not handling process very well. And so they just want out of the relationship and it's easy to form a judgment. And we do that based on our emotional reasoning, which is a cognitive distortion, right? So the brain will think, I feel this, so it must be true. And there's a closed feedback loop where what my feelings tell me register. And so then the brain releases more of those neurochemicals, which then feed that offense and bitterness. And we create a case. And then we actually only remember things based on congruent emotion. And so it's like there's this whole other file cabinet that I'm not applying to the relationship because I'm still thinking of the negative because that's the emotion I'm feeling right now. Yeah. And I once heard a quote um, that feelings are real, but they're not reliable. <laughs> yes. And, that's perfect. Um, you know, and like I said, even as she was talking, it's bringing up feelings of rejection. And yeah. so how do we... It's, specifically if you've got rejection issues, sure. what's the difference between a healthy boundary and mm -hmm. I'm distancing myself from that relationship? Right. I think a big part of it is dealing with our own emotions. Mm -hmm. So taking the time to journal and process where I can identify what is being triggered in me and then work through that at the root issue instead of it coming out at the person. So a lot of times people use different strategies. They might use sarcasm. They might emotionally distance, which feels like abandonment to the other person. They might ruminate in their brain how they're right. And then by the time you actually talk to the person, there's an air of I'm right and I'm superior mm -hmm. and not a humility and a curiosity to try to see from the other person perspective. So instead of having a direct, this is what happened, declarative statement, more, hey, this is my experience. What was your experience of that? And with humility and curiosity, instead of looking at each other like you're my problem, but how do I come alongside and see the exact same situation from your lens? And then my heart is engaged at a soft place instead of a self-protective self rejection place. It sounds like that seeking to understand mm -hmm. and then be understood. Right. Yeah which mm -hmm. is so hard because often we want to plead our case and mm -hmm. be right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was good too because we were both in a process where we could humble ourselves and we really did care and we really did listen, which is what you're saying, mm -hmm. that keep it in the I statement yeah. and what my experience was instead of attacking you. Mm -hmm. And that was where we were at in a healthier state that we could do that together. And that was why now it's such a great – I mean, we have – even a better friendship because of mm -hmm. what we've gone through. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that we have taken that time and season to process through that because now here we are 14 years later. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and I think for me, I had a situation happen recently and like it wasn't even the situation was worth addressing, but the friendship was not because mm -hmm. we don't have the history. We don't have that kind of lock arms. And I think it's important for us to evaluate the relationship. Mm -hmm. Is this a relationship worth fighting for? And like mm -hmm. Dr. Crawford said, sometimes we are just heading out the door instead of maybe do we need to be putting boundaries in place? Mm 
Do we need to maybe reevaluate? I know for me, there are times that maybe I am seeking more in a friendship than is a healthy expectation. (laughs) I I mean, I'm at the time, I think I appreciated friendships that came along and served my building the business, but that's really not what a friendship is about. Mm -hmm. Because the fruit from building the business will come when you have that tight friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that you brought up the expectations. So when we don't clarify for the other person, these are expectations Mm -hmm. of what friendship looks like for me. And if that's not said, then the other person's being held to a rule book that they don't have access Mm -hmm. to. And so then now they're being penalized, shamed, embarrassed, put on the spot to defend themselves when they didn't know they were being held to that expectation. So I think that was a really great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And the other thing, if you are a believer in Christ, then you will get what I'm saying here. You know, the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. But I have come to give you life and life abundantly. That's John 10, 10. Um, Jen and I, we share a lot of things in our friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, We have both made choices to, can I share this? Absolutely. Okay. We have both made choices to live sober lives. Mm -hmm. And there is no judgment if that is not a choice you've made. This was just something that I knew was important for me to do. I made that choice about five years ago. Um, And the reason I share that is because Jen and I have that kind of level of secret, not secret, well, now I've told y'all, but (laughs) we have that level of just bonding and sisterhood, and the enemy would love to come between that. Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing is true if you are doing the Lord's work, I mean, it is relate those types of relationships that the enemy would love to get between because then y'all are fighting each other, not fighting kind of against the world, if you will. Can you speak to that, Dr. Crawford? Absolutely. So once you uh, create a filter, then the mind now perceives everything you do through that. Kind of like the game Slugbug, where if I never see a Volkswagen ever until now I play that game and it's everywhere. So you'll look for evidence that's congruent with your existing beliefs. So if you create an offensive belief about it's your friend that's the enemy, now you're looking through that lens and then the brain will literally minimize all contrary evidence and we will disregard it and we'll only look for the thing that's um, the nugget of negative instead of where the enemy is actually trying to sneak in and hurt the friendship, we're now in group fighting and then we're weak and not able to advance. I heard a great, great quote. When you change the way you see the world, mm-hmm. the world you see changes mm-hmm. and the world hasn't changed, but we change the way we see the world. So when I am hurt in a friendship, instead of looking at it of the filter of that person tried to hurt me, but rather, I know this person wants the best for me. Mm-hmm. I know, and vice versa. Yeah. And so what do what conversation do we need to have right. so that our friendship can be stronger? And I think we're quick to say, I'm sorry. Or did that hurt your feelings? And take ownership. At least I know for us, we do that back and forth, which is so nice because we have that vulnerability and that trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned, I'm sorry. And This is a tool that we use in our family a lot. We teach our five-year-old how to say, I'm sorry, and it's not, I'm sorry, it's, I'm sorry, and be specific with what you've done. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry for saying that you were crazy. And then ask the question, will you forgive me? Mm -hmm. Because that puts it back in that other person's court, and they can kind of think through that. And then the third part we do, which is so helpful, is 
What can I do to make it right? Mm -hmm. There may be times that there's nothing I can do to make it right, but there may be times that I can do things. But Mm -hmm. if the friendship is worth fighting for, and I would say if you've got history Mm -hmm. and that you're a better version of you because of them, maybe not in that moment, (laughs) um, but that friendship is worth fighting for. And so how can you lean in and do that? Great with that. And makeup helps too. And do what? <laughs> makeup helps too. Yes, and makeup helps too. Yes. And she's she came back in the circle. So, yeah. Um, as you kind of have, um, as we think about maybe other women, men, you too, but if you're navigating mm-hmm. relationship rifts, what's one piece of advice you would give them? And I'll start. Mine would be stay in your circle. It's really easy to look at what the other person's done. Mm-hmm. But even if you've only done 1%, you can be 100% responsible for your 1%. So stay in your circle. That'd be my advice. How about you, Jen? How to be like a better friend, how to be connected. Or how to get over relationship rifts. Um, I, I love what you said. I think that 1% is great. And I also think that, you know, just taking ownership. I always say with my kids, is your side of the street clean? Mm. Because I always want to make sure whatever I've done, I take responsibility for. In fact, I had somebody say to me, um, while I was in Africa last week that I really hurt them about five years ago. And instead of saying, well, why did you tell me then? Or I don't even remember back then. I immediately said, I'm so sorry. And they're like, no, I don't want an apology. But I was like, no, 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 let me take care of my hurt for you because I never wanted to do that. Um, and so it was great to be able to have that amends. Uh, so I always want to make sure that my side of the street is clean. Awesome. Yeah. Dr. Crawford. I think of the verse that says "Love bu- or knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Mm. And so if I'm rehearsing how I'm right, then my facial expressions, pride, everything is going to be a lot more factual and sterilized of emotion versus if I just focus on love and the genuineness of stepping inside with a place of empathy, then love builds up and it's going to edify me and the other person in the relationship. So trying to use my facial expressions to say, I really see you. I'm mm. sitting in your boat. Um, there was an analogy the Lord gave me that a lot of times I try to wave from the side. You're fine. I'm sorry and kind of like want to make it better instead of swimming out sitting in the emotion until they're ready to process instead of putting it on my timetable yeah that's good that's very good and so today we've talked about how we can overcome rifts in relationships um it's a tough topic and Mm -hmm. i think i mean it's easy to talk about it's hard to admit you're sorry and then even harder to change the behavior and move on so let's close with thankful for and proud of can we roll precious rh my son we want to hear from you what you're thankful for (laughs) and what you're proud of oh my gosh so what i am thankful for is friends like jen who literally just showed up and served um not only early on in business, but also just in life um, and continue to do that. And I'm super thankful for that, for like both of you being here today. That's another showing up and serving. Um, And I am proud of, uh, pride is a hard thing for me. And so I'm proud of how I'm working on acknowledging my side of the circle and Mm -hmm. saying, I'm sorry. How about you, Jen? Well, I'm thankful that we have the opportunity that we continue to be vulnerable with each other and that we continue to come together and connect and talk because that's really the most important thing is communication. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful that we have that open dialogue no matter how tough it is. And I'm proud of 
um, just being able to be out there and speak about that and not let the enemy want to fill me with shame. Good stuff. How about you, Dr. Crawford? We'll let you play thankful for and proud All of right. with us. Um, I am thankful. I am thankful for resilient relationships. Mm. And I know that even in our friendship that I've hurt your feelings. And so I'm grateful that there's resilience and there's grace. Um, and I'm proud to uh, serve someone else's destiny because mm. I see a lot in you. And so it's an honor to get to support you in this process. Thank you. Um, you can check Dr. Crawford out, drshannoncrawford.com. If you're needing a place to just process through things or if you're needing a speaker that can talk to some of these issues, um, she's available and for hire. Um, Jen is not for hire for makeup, but you can follow Jen at Jen Honeycutt. Thank you so much for tuning in to Women of Excellence. This is where we talk real issues so that we can get real solutions. And so if there's something you're struggling with, email me, info at JanaeHill.com. We'd love to talk about it here on Women of Excellence. Until next time, the legacy we live is the legacy we leave. Mm.